0: As the acceptance of expanded human potential gains mainstream momentum, the question has shifted from what is possible in our lives to how do we do it? How do we awaken our extraordinary potential in everyday life? Welcome to part two of our review of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. Today we'll continue our exploration of how exactly we live up to the full potential that we all have within us, or like the name of Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural, How Common People Are Doing the Uncommon. Welcome back to season 10 of the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast, where we connect the science-based evidence behind social and emotional learning that's finally being taught in our schools today, and emotional intelligence training used in our modern workplaces for improved well-being, achievement, productivity, and results, using what I saw as the missing link, the application of practical neuroscience. I'm Andrea Samadi, an author and an educator with a passion for learning and launched this podcast five years ago with the goal of bringing all the leading experts together in one place to uncover the most current research that would bring back how the brain learns best by taking us all to new and often unimaginable heights. Today, as we cover part two of this exploration, we'll identify clear strategies to awaken the extraordinary potential in each of us, And these will be evidence-based strategies that are proven with science. Becoming Supernatural is the first-of-its-kind manual that does precisely this. It leads us on a step-by-step journey to achieving our greatest potential in body, health, relationships, and our life purpose, and allows us to make that journey at our own pace. Now we only cover ideas and concepts on this podcast that have the potential to change our lives. And I'm on a mission to connect the most current brain research to concepts that have been taught successfully to students for centuries, connecting the science to these age old success principles. This book study has taken me some time to think and consolidate what I'm learning since we released part one, the end of September. I needed this time to put Dr. Dispenza's ideas and meditations into practice, and I've spent the past month immersed in his teachings. As mentioned in the first part of this study, this is a shallow dive, and it's just the beginning. I do hope that our review today helps us to all unlock more of the mysteries within the unseen world as we learn to put these concepts into practice in our daily life. I'm sure we'll return to this episode in the future, but this is where we'll start our journey today. Now, for those of you tuning into this episode and you've not listened to episode 306 yet, I do encourage you to begin there. You'll learn the background of where I first heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza and how I was forbidden to cover his work on this podcast. Since my neuroscience certification coach, Researcher Mark Waldman would consider his work to be pseudoscience. We covered how even Dr. Joe Dispenza himself used to worry about what other people in the scientific community thought of him until he stopped. He said this himself at the start of becoming supernatural, reminding me of the importance of always being your true, authentic self, and never worry about those who criticize your work. He said that I realized that writing this book is a risk for me and my reputation. He said there's certain people in the world, including some in the scientific community, who might call my work pseudoscience, especially after his book, Becoming Supernatural, made its debut. He said he used to be overly concerned about these critics' opinions. In his early days of his career, he would always write with his skeptics in mind, trying to make sure they would approve of his work until he saw how much of his vital energy he was wasting and he went on to study with full force a world that modern science hasn't been able to explain how regular, common people like you and me are actually doing the uncommon. So who is Dr. Joe Dispenza? He's a doctor, a scientist, and a modern-day mystic who draws from diverse fields of rock-solid science like epigenetics, molecular biology, neurocardiology, and quantum physics, crossing the traditional boundaries that have separated scientific thinking and human experience in the past. In this process, he opens the door to a new paradigm of empowerment, new ways of thinking and living based on what we sense is possible in our lives, as well as what we accept as scientific fact. In part one of our review of Becoming Supernatural, I shared that I had my own questions about Dr. Dispenza's work, especially after hearing about some of the results that people were attaining during and after his seminars. Over the years, I would stop and listen to Dr. Dispenza's work, remembering how he would measure people's brains before his events and then after. And while I would say that all the questions I had about his work, I knew the answers were a solid yes... I just wondered what the research said can our current present-day thoughts impact our future can we impact our own health and results for that matter purely by what we think can my energy influence another person and can someone else's energy influence mine can someone's energy be felt and can our energy be seen now I know that yes was the answer to each of these questions But how? I always wondered. Now, while researching the tools that Dr. Dispenza used to measure participants' brains at his seminars, I came across one tool that he called gas discharge visualization that I'd heard of from someone who works in Singapore connected to Dr. Bruce Lipton, who's a cell biologist and a leading authority in epigenetics. We'll cover Bruce Lipton's work at a later date. But it was this GDV tool that led me to the fascinating work of Dr. Konstantin Korotkov that we covered on episode 307, providing us with some answers to my questions of how and what Dr. Dispenza was using to measure people's brains at his events. In his book, he said, We've also measured the energy in the room during our workshops and watched how it changes when you have a community of 550 people to 1,500 people raising their energy together and creating heart and brain coherence. He says we've seen the significant changes time and time again. And although the instruments he says they used to measure are not approved by the scientific community in the U.S., it's been acknowledged in other countries, including Russia. In every event, he says, we're wonderfully surprised by the amount of energy certain groups have been able to demonstrate. So as I said in part one of this review of Dr. Dispenza's work, this is a shallow dive, not a deep one, that will just begin to scratch the surface of what it means for us to become superhuman and stretch ourselves beyond where our minds may never have traveled before. Dr. Dispenza has made scientific history with his findings measuring HRV or the energy around people's bodies, and his most recent breakthrough in scientific research includes his team's research paper that shows meditation's impact on immunity. Now, I want to focus today on this particular angle with this groundbreaking research because my work with neuroscience began looking at the impact of stress on our brain as it relates to learning. You can go through some of our earlier episodes with Dr. Bruce Perry or Dr. Laurie Desital, but what I'm most interested in today that you can see with the direction of our podcast episodes since the pandemic and around 2020 is what we can do to mitigate the impact of stress on our health, well-being, and longevity in addition to creating the highest-performing 2.0 versions of ourselves. So for today's episode number 310, Decoding Our Thoughts, How to Build a Better Future with the Power of Our Mind, and Part 2 of our review of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, we'll pick up where we left off with Chapter 2 of Becoming Supernatural and look at how exactly a stressful situation can hurt us mentally, physically, and emotionally, or not. Let's go back to Chapter 2 and the concept of the present moment. We know that the way a person thinks and feels creates a person's state of well-being. We know this can be scientifically proven by Dr. Korakov's GDV technology just by measuring the energy field of our fingertips And he can, with accuracy, tell us what's going on inside the person's body, emotionally and psychologically, and then determine our relationship with this inner state to the outer world. Or in other words, what we think on the inside will show up on the outside. Dr. Kartkov explained that even animals respond to our thoughts, and they know when we're approachable or not the minute we walk in through the front door of our homes. So why do our emotions or our thoughts matter? What exactly is it that our pets are sensing? This is where the iceberg model comes back into play. We could be consciously walking through the doorway with the 5% of what's going on in our conscious mind radiating out to the world, but 95% of what's going on under the iceberg are unconscious habits, our hardwired attitudes, behaviors, beliefs, our perceptions are all functioning automatically, and that's what our pets are picking up. We dove deep into our conscious mind and our five senses on episode 293, looking at that 5% of ourselves that can be seen and felt with our senses, and then what's beyond our five senses on episode 294, looking into the faculties of our mind, and what's beneath the surface of the iceberg, or what's going on beyond our five senses. The difficult part or the part where most of us become stuck is how in the earth do we control what's happening in our subconscious mind? The part of us that's controlling 95% of who we are and what we do. And it's all underwater, so to speak. So listen here. This is the key to this whole entire episode. Dr. Dispenza explains how an emotion hits our body. It happens through our life situations, call it whatever it might be, and it causes some sort of emotional reaction. Maybe something happens to you in your personal life, and you hold negative emotions towards your ex-relationship, or it could be something in your work life, and the negative emotions are directed towards people in your workplace, or something random happens to you that changes your personality. It puts you in a mood first, And over time, it changes your personality. He says that we've got to learn to shorten the refractory period of an emotional reaction, which is really where the work starts. So what does this mean? So something happens to us, and no one's immune from life situations unless we live in a cave. But we want to complain about it to everyone we know that's just human, right? We were wronged in some way. It feels horrible. But resist doing this. Since we know from Dr. Kortkov's GDV tool that our thoughts matter, we must be very careful about the thoughts we think. And I'm not saying we pretend something doesn't bother us, but listen to what Dr. Dispenza says. We must learn to shorten the refractory period of our emotional reactions, because otherwise we'll repeat the same story over and over again in our head. And every time we do this, we flood our body, with the same chemicals that were flooding our body when this event occurred. And since our body is the unconscious mind and doesn't know the difference between the experience that we're creating with the emotion from the past and the emotion you're creating through thought alone in the present, so in order to change our future results, we must break this hardwired programming. And this isn't easy, but it's the secret to changing your results in the future. If we look at the image in the show notes that I hand drew, you'll see that if we cannot change and break our hardwired programming, we'll recreate past experiences into our future and prevent us from ever hitting that unknown event, whatever it might be, a new job or an unexpected positive experience or something that could possibly take us to new heights. So why is change so difficult? It's because it's uncomfortable and unfamiliar. It's always easy to blame someone else for your results or a situation, but to take responsibility for it, let it go, and move forward, well, that's not as easy. Now, we're working with the 95% of us that's hidden under the water, and these patterns and beliefs are hardwired into our brain, so they're not easy to break. So how exactly do we stop our patterns and past behaviors? We do this by staying in the present moment, which is the whole idea of chapter two of Becoming Supernatural, and we stop the thoughts and emotions that went along with whatever it is that happened to us, that emotional event that changed you somehow. This will stop your pattern of thinking. And it's here that I bring in a diagram on metacognition that I created in 2014. It was adapted from Dr. Andrew Newberg and Mark Waldman's Spectrum of Human Consciousness model. When we become consciously aware of how we think, act, and feel, this is metacognition. And this is where we create aha moments of learning in our lives. If you start at the bottom of the diagram, we start with instinctive learning. Think about, do you know yourself? Are you aware of the thoughts, feelings, and actions that you're having that might be keeping you stuck somewhere? If you've never explored this area, Hazel Gale's work from episode 308 is a good place to begin. Next, we look at habitual learning. Can you change the way you're used to thinking and feeling? Can you do something differently? Move forward instead of getting stuck. Then we go to intentional learning. Can you set a goal or change something and make this change stick? Instead of blaming someone for your results, can you take responsibility and move forward somehow? Next, we go to creative learning. Can you use meditation, which actually means to become familiar with thyself to find some answers, learn something new, and give you a new angle or outlook on your life? And then you'll have some aha moments. What knowledge about yourself can you glean here? Did you see something new? Did you learn a new idea? Did you write it down and take action on it? Jack Canfield would call this taking inspired action. This is metacognition, and it's the key to peeling back the onion layers of yourself and help you to deepen your understanding of who you really are at the core. So let's put this into action, living in the present moment. Remember, it's not going to be easy. Dr. Dispenza says it himself. Of course, it's going to feel unnatural in the beginning to go against years of automatic conditioning, unconscious habits, reflective emotional reactions and hardwired attitudes and generations of genetic programming. But it's exactly how we become supernatural. To do what feels unnatural means going against how we've been genetically programmed or socially conditioned to live when we're threatened in some way. And Dr. Dispenza says this is the key. And the real challenge is to do the work so we stay above the level of mediocrity. And it all starts with instinctive learning. First of all, look at the bottom step of the metacognition diagram and know yourself. Has anything happened to you? Something might have happened in our life, some sort of event that caused an emotional reaction within us. It can be anything. If I think back to past guests, I know my colleague Grace Reynolds experienced significant trauma in her life as a child. An event happened that changed her life until she did the hard work to heal herself from her traumatic experiences. And this is now her life's work. I also can never forget Hans Apple. He's a school counselor whose book award winning culture took off across the country. And I remember while reading Hans's book, it was in the first few pages that he mentioned how he had a difficult childhood. And he talked about how the sound of his back door opening after school would make his skin crawl as he remembered the trauma that would occur for him and his life after school, urging him to spend more and more time at school away from home. And this is also now Hans's life's work to help others through traumatic events. Now, these are two extreme cases, an event that caused trauma, but an event could be anything that takes you from a positive, creative state of being where our immune system functions well to a stressful state of being that we know scientifically down-regulates certain genes and creates disease in our body. So we've got to practice staying in the present moment. This will prevent us from unconsciously slipping back into our old self. Dr. Dispenza does have meditations that can assist with staying present and with time helping us to automatically live in the present moment and shortening that refractive period of the emotional experiences that happen to us. Now before I send any of you to Dr. Dispenza's website, I've got to say that I first found out about his meditations by chance. After our episode on heart rate variability, someone, he was a male, he wrote to me on social media that he had raised his HRV significantly with Dr. Dispenza's Courageous Heart Meditation. We'll talk about the benefits of this meditation a bit later, but I have to tell you that when I looked up this meditation and listened to it, I thought there's no way I could ever listen to that. It was so far away from what I was used to with Vishen Lakiani's calm and quiet voice or Dr. Dan Siegel's Wheel of Awareness. This meditation opens up like a lion roaring. And this voice, it's Dr. Dispenza, he's yelling at me to sit down and open up my heart. And the first time I listened to it, I turned it off probably after 30 seconds. This would not relax me, but stress me out even further. And it wasn't until I understood the purpose of the meditation, it was actually designed for men to open up their hearts. And when I was finally open enough to listen to this meditation and some others every day, I could finally see the benefits that this has to do with developing a coherent heart and brain. So you can go to Dr. Dispenza's website and check out his meditations for yourself. Over time, and with some introspection, I promise you, you'll begin to see yourself in a whole new light, which is the meaning behind the word meditation, which means to know thyself. And this brings us to the next concept I think is important to note with becoming supernatural. Chapter 2, he covers mental rehearsal, priming your body for a new future. So, what happens to the health of our body if we have an event in our life that causes us to have some sort of negative emotional charge? Dr. Dispenza explains the need of staying in the present moment and recognizing when something could possibly impact our future, our health, or our results. And he does this really well in an interview with Tom Bayou. If our thinking creates our environment, and Bob Proctor, my mentor, would say our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions would determine our results and eventually determine our conditions, circumstances, and the environments that we live in. But in order to change something we don't like, we've got to either change our thinking or change our environment to get new results. Wayne Dyer would say, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And Dr. Dispenza says, let's do this with mental rehearsal. There's many examples in Dr. Dispenza's book of people who change their health purely by changing their thoughts. And I've heard of many people over the years who've used mental rehearsal to heal their bodies and keep them strong in the future. My mom shared with me she did this when she was diagnosed with uterine cancer, and we talked about this on a review of the Silva Method. And I heard a woman's story through Dr. Dispenza that I'll link in the show notes that's by far the most compelling story I've ever heard. She healed her body from watching that interview with Dr. Dispenza and Tom Bayou that we just mentioned. So how do we put this into practice? I asked Dr. Kordkov at the end of episode 307 what he thinks we should all be doing every day to raise our own vibration or our consciousness as well as the collective consciousness of those around the world And I'll never forget his answer. He said that we should find a way to balance our chakras. And there are many meditations out there, he said. He talked about Joe Dispenza's. Or he said, just go search on the internet. This is the very first step towards balancing our mind, body, and spirit and move towards the many known benefits that daily meditation provides. Start with instinctive learning. That's that bottom rung on the metacognition diagram. Do you know yourself? When you're meditating, are you learning something about yourself? Do you notice anything happening? Can you notice any benefits from your practice? This was the reason why I decided to cover the Silva Method on our podcast, because I wanted to take my own meditation practice to new heights. Then we can learn from the work that Dr. Dispenza has done over the years. He reminds us, protect yourself from the harmful effects of stress on your body. Imagine your energy field shrinking when you're living in survival mode under stress and find a way to the other side. Meditation alone can be the answer to helping you back towards health. And since Dr. Dispenza has measured so many participants with the effects of his meditations, I'd have to say I highly recommend them, especially after noticing what they've done to help me personally while listening to them. He says the brains of our students function in a more synchronized and coherent fashion after participating in his advanced retreats around the world. And he says when their brains are working right, they're working right. Now let's move on to the third important concept that I want to cover from Becoming Supernatural. This last concept I noticed the most after listening to Dr. Dispenza's meditations for some time. He says that they recorded amazing changes in heart rate variability, which is what that person told me through social media. He says his HRV skyrocketed after listening to the courageous heart meditation. Dispenza says that this is when we know a student is opening their heart and maintaining elevated emotions like gratitude or inspiration, joy kindness appreciation and compassion which cause the heart to beat in a coherent fashion that's the rhythm it creates order and balance and here's another important part i think we can all say it's important to be happy and joyful rather than dwelling on the negative parts of our day but it also takes a clear intention a coherent brain and an elevated emotion a coherent heart to begin to change a person's biology from living in the past to living in the future. And there's clear evidence that we're bound by an invisible field of light. And we have tremendous power that can influence ourselves and others. Dr. Dispenza was measuring the internal changes with his tools, and this feedback was letting the person know they were on the right track and should keep doing what they're doing. And we just learned about neurofeedback on our last episode with Diane Costo. When you create heart coherence, your heart, he says, creates a magnetic field that projects beyond your body. So what you do with this energy is important. You can use it for yourself, whatever it is you're working on, or you can project it out to the world to help others. So how do we put this into practice? I wouldn't go anywhere other than the Courageous Heart Meditation to elevate your emotions. You can find this meditation on YouTube for free, but if you find the ads distracting, just buy it for $25 from Dr. Dispenza's website. You can access 37 minutes of pure bliss every day that will help you tune in to love, joy, kindness, and compassion. And you'll change your world as well as add to the collective consciousness of the rest of the world. And then start with instinctive learning. That's the first step in the metacognition diagram. Do you know yourself? As you begin to find ways to open your heart, just be open. I didn't think it would be possible to open my heart up more, but I was open to what I would notice. And I know since listening to this meditation that my heart is now opened up to a whole new level. Once we can get to this place, we're in the present moment. We've mentally rehearsed the future we want to create, and we've embraced the emotions like joy, peace, appreciation, and love in our heart. Our heart and brain now gain coherence, and this is where it happens. We can connect to the quantum field where all possibility exists, where time and space collapses, and you can literally become your dream. So to review and conclude episode 310, Decoding Our Thoughts, How to Build a Better Future with the Power of Our Mind, and part two of our review of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, we covered three topics and used the metacognition diagram as a guide to deepen our understanding of who we are in this process. Important concept number one, it was all about accessing the present moment. And I said this was the most important part of this episode. We learned how an emotion hits our body through our life situations, whatever they may be. And this causes some sort of emotional reaction. Maybe something happens to you in your personal life and you hold negative emotions towards your ex-relationship or something in your work life, but something random happens that changes your personality, puts you in a mood first, and over time changes you some way and we learned the importance of shortening the refractory period of an emotional reaction, which is really where the work starts. And if we don't do this, holding in this negative emotion can impact our physical and mental health, and we know this to be scientifically true because of Dr. Kordkov's GDV technology. We learned how to protect ourselves from the harmful effects of stress on our body and imagining our energy field shrinking when we're living in survival mode. Meditation alone can be the answer to helping us back towards health. And even Dr. Andrew Huberman talks about this important strategy from a purely scientific angle. We can go back to our early episodes with Dr. Dan Siegel, where he also talks about the healing benefits of his will of awareness meditation And we covered his meditation in depth after our interview with Dan Siegel on episode 60, The Science Behind Dr. Siegel's Wheel of Awareness Meditation. Just a reminder of some of the health benefits that Dr. Siegel mentioned all the way back in 2019 that are right on track with Dr. Dispenza's findings. Dr. Siegel mentioned through meditation, there's an integration of structure and function of the brain. And integration means well-being. There's a reduction of the stress hormone cortisol. There's an enhancement of immune function. There's an improvement in cardiovascular risk factors. And there's a reduction in inflammation via epigenetic changes. And the most fascinating finding to me is that through meditation, there's an optimization of telomerase. And this is what repairs and maintains the ends of chromosomes and slows aging. So I'll leave it up to you what meditation tool that you'll use, but I do highly encourage trying Dr. Dispenza's meditations in additions to the ones I talk about often on this podcast. So reviewing our important concept number two, mental rehearsal, priming your body for a new future. We learned how to protect ourselves from the harmful effects of stress on our body with the importance of being able to use mental rehearsal By imagining our energy field shrinking when we're living in survival mode and finding a way to the other side, creating a new future in our mind first. We reviewed how meditation alone could be the answer to helping us back towards health and creating a new future. And we don't need to look far for the research behind this concept as it's been used for decades in the sports industry. Dr. Andrew Huberman covered it on his podcast called Science-Based Mental Training and Visualization for Improved Learning, as well as his episode on how to learn skills faster that we've definitely covered on this podcast. And then reviewing important concept number three, elevated emotion. And we learned from Dr. Dispenza, who is by far the leading expert on this concept, that a student who's opening their heart and maintaining elevated emotions like gratitude, inspiration, joy, kindness, appreciation, and compassion, which causes the heart to beat in a coherent fashion, creating order and balance, they can take themselves to the quantum field where all possibilities exist. Remember that diagram with the unforeseen event that happens in the future? It's not happening by chance or luck. And I know we all know on some level of the importance to be happy and joyful rather than dwelling on the negative parts of our day, but it also takes a clear intention, a coherent brain, or the idea that our brain is working right and then will work right, along with an elevated emotion, a coherent heart, to begin to change a person from living in the past to living in a place where all possibilities exist. And this is the way to create a beautiful future. We can all do this when we can learn to live these three important concepts on a daily basis. This last one, the only way I know how to do this or explain this with the highest level of confidence is through Dr. Dispenza's Courageous Heart Meditation. He explains how to feel elevated emotions that you've never felt before in a YouTube video that I'll link in the show notes. But he says by learning to set a clear intention of what you want with a heart centered emotion of gratitude, love or joy that you can cause an effect in the future with the power of your intention connected to the positive emotion that you've created. And I can say that nothing I've ever experienced is like the minute I turned on the Courageous Heart Meditation. I mentioned it wasn't the first time I listened to it. It took me some time from reading Becoming Superhuman to trust that Dr. Dispenza has created something I've never seen or felt before. And I was open to trying it out and learn what it feels like to have a coherent heart and brain to feel his music pulsating through me as he reminds me to sit down and open my heart, the love I feel while listening to this meditation is beautiful as I learn to feel an open heart and trust and balance my heart and brain together. Only now that I've started on the pathway to implementing these three important concepts in my daily life, am I confident that the future I envision on the screen of my mind is not only possible, It's probable as I watch events that occur daily that most people would say are impossible or that they're happening by chance or luck. We know this is not the case. It starts with living in the present moment, not in the past, not worrying about the future, but just living and mentally rehearsing the future with elevated emotion. Then watch the magic begin. With 100% certainty, I can tell you, if you can master these three principles on a daily basis, it will change your life literally. And I'll close with a quote that I opened up our most downloaded episode with, the Silva Method, a quote from Jose Silva, who says, once we learn to use our mind to train it, it will do some astounding things for us, as you'll soon see. And with that, I'll close out this episode and we'll see you next week.